<laughs> so hey. like, guys, we have a podcast. This is so strange to me. I love it. So exciting. It's like exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time. Yes, 100%. Um, so, okay, <laughs> this feels so foreign to me, but here we go. I'm just going to go ahead and lead the pack. We are going to go ahead and introduce ourselves so that everyone can get to know us and our voices. That way, when you hear us from now on, you're not wondering who is who. Um, so, Sam, why don't you start us off? Yeah, okay. Um, so, my name is Sam. Um, I am from East Texas. I am kind of do. I'm like at a weird point in my life right now, I think. Um, so I just got married like a year ago and we don't have any kids or anything like that yet. And we have, but we do have a little puppy named Barley, 33. And I just started going back to college. <laughs> so I'm like the old person in class and it's fantastic. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know, but I've done, like, so many, like, career paths and stuff, like, in my, like, earlier days and, like, 20s, like, throughout my 20s and stuff, and I just didn't love anything that much. Like, there were just aspects of things that I would love. Of course, like, I used to work in, like, substance abuse prevention and stuff and still have a passion for that. absolutely love it, um, but it just wasn't something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I decided I need to really focus and find like what I want to do and like what I'm going to enjoy doing for the rest of my days. So I am back in school and I am majoring in English. And every time I say that, someone's like, oh, you want to be a teacher? And I'm like, no, (laughs) don't. (laughs) Um, I actually do. I want to like be like a professor. So I get the university level or whatever. But I also want to do, like, editing and copywriting and stuff like that when I get, like, my bachelor's at least. So I'm super excited about that. I, like, I'm always reading or writing or something. So it just fits well. Yeah. I think that's pretty much where I'm at. I'm either working on something, reading something with my husband and my dog or sleeping. Pretty much. <laughs> and being crafty, you're a crafty little bitch. Yeah, yeah. I did like start my own t-shirt business and it's super slow right now because I haven't put as much effort into it. So I'm tired, y'all. I'm exhausted. She <laughs> makes some bomb ass t-shirts though. Thank yes. you. <laughs> it's exciting. And I'm gonna like pick it back up as soon as I can. It's just right now it's slow. But it's life. <laughs> okay. I'm Marnie. I'm twenty-four. I'm a Libra, 100% a Libra to a T. Um, I, I'm from Vermont, St. Albans, so like an hour from Canada. So, so way up north. But I, curr- I currently live in Boston. I moved to Boston in January. I was originally working for a nonprofit, and I didn't love it. It just wasn't the right fit for me. There, I graduated college in 2020, and... I got the job right out of college, hoping that, you know, this was, this was it, working in nonprofit. You know, I'm really passionate about creating change and making an impact, but I don't know if nonprofit work for me is the right path. So right now, that's what, again, I'm trying to figure it out. Luckily, being 24, there's still a lot of options, I think. 
My, I'm currently working at a school. I'm an assistant teacher, and I love kids. I can't wait to have my own kids. But my goal is to go back to school to get my master's degree in education and critical race theory because I'm really passionate about racial justice, racial equity, creating a world where people can come together and unify. And also, I'm tired of seeing bullshit racism and black people constantly being killed on a daily basis so that is me morgan oh my gosh gotta follow that up (laughs) um okay so i'm morgan i am 25 no 26 jesus i'm too old to know how old i am (laughs) i'm 26 uh divorcee a single mama adoptive mama of two beautiful boys um they are seven and eight and they're so much fun i i'm a barista i've done a lot of weird ass jobs in my life and i genuinely have always wanted to be a barista and here in the pacific northwest i live in spokane washington um coffee is huge and it is so much fun to be able to talk to people and sling coffee and I get free drinks all day, so you really can't beat it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm in a really fun and new transitional part of my life right now, following a really hard season of my life. So I'm very, very excited for the future and just this season that I'm in right now. Um, I am a boxer training to fight, currently on the path to cutting some weight so that I can get a fight. And I am hitting it so hard. And boxing is something that I found right when I needed it the absolute most, just being able to punch shit and <laughs> let my aggression out, um, you know, feel like a kid playing again. Um, all of that uh, after experiencing a pretty intense weight loss journey, which I know that we all have our stories about and we're all going to get into that at some point. But um, yeah, boxer mom those are the basics and I'm very very excited about this podcast because it's been a while since I've been so excited about something and to do this with my best friends from far away is pretty cool so I love that we're like literally so freaking far apart like literally we could not get more further apart in this country than the three of us are um, but here we are, and I, I just love that. I love telling people like that. I'm like, oh, no, Morgan's all the way up in Washington, and Marnie's all the way in Boston, and I'm down here in Sacramento, Texas. But here we are. I love it. I love that life brought us together. Should we say how we got to know each other? Because not everyone is going to know how we met one another. Yes. I can start. <laughs> I'll start. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I met Morgan. I think I was a junior in college, so about two and a half, almost three years ago, I'd say, on Instagram, because, you know, I love social media, and that was when I was trying to, so I thought, for me personally, college was a challenging time, so I'd say, like, sophomore year of college, in the beginning, like, I lost a lot of weight and was at my lowest and was feeling really great, and then junior year, I gained a lot of weight. And it was really hard for me to navigate, okay, you know, self-confidence, being able to learn when I was feeling uncomfortable in my own body. 
And it was kind of cool because Morgan was like a little fairy godmother that jumped out and was experiencing similar things in terms of, you know, like body image issues, gaining weight, losing weight, you know, different family situations, um, either blowing up or shrinking in your life. Um, and then she just messaged me on Instagram and it was awesome. And we had so much in common. Like I, as Morgan said, she adopted two boys and I'm also adopted. So we were able to connect on that level, not only a weight loss level, but a more intimate level. And that's how I met Morgan. And then Sam, Sam, when did I meet you virtually through the interweb? You know, that's a great question. <laughs> I know. Not that long like, ago. Yeah, I don't know, because I feel like I've been following you guys forever, and I realize it's probably only been, like, a, a maybe a year, a little over a year, probably, for Morgan, but... Yeah. It just feels like forever, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so I'd say a little, about a year, and it, I know it was during COVID, because mm -hmm. I felt, I was on my phone so often, because what else was there to do? And I remember, you know, Sam slam slid up on one of my stories, and it was definitely about food because I'm always posting food on my Instagram stories. It was like, this looks so good. I love your energy. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love your energy. And basically, we were all just friends. And then a few months later, we created a group chat, which we text in literally 24-7, and it makes my entire day. But that's enough for me talking. See, Libra energy. <laughs> You know, that's funny because I'm a Leo and no one ever like suspects that until they like really get to know me and they're like, oh, okay, now I see you're a Leo. Like I see that. But in the beginning, it's because I'm like more like closed off than what people expect a Leo to be, I guess. So anyways, I found both of you guys because of like my journey with Beachbody and like just like reaching out for help and finding others on fitness journeys and trying to figure out my life there and stuff and um thankfully found like some really good amazing people through it um so super thankful that good old instagram brought us together <laughs> oh, so sam you had mentioned before we got on the call so the purpose of our podcast is well multiple things we have lots of opinions on lots of things um we have a lot that we feel like we have to share um between the three of us a lot of life experience and also things that we're learning in the process about ourselves and i just want to compliment these ladies because um i work on this every day but they are very vulnerable and i'm very attracted to that in people like people who are who can admit when they're wrong or admit when they're learning or growing or all the things so i feel like the three of us are committed to growth within ourselves. I think that's safe to say mm -hmm. um, that we are vulnerable enough to admit when we fuck up and when we're learning and growing and doing all the things. So I just want to compliment you guys, first of all, for being people in my life who push me to be more vulnerable all the time. Um, but we have a lot that we've learned about ourselves, that being said, to kind of bring to this Zoom call table and share with you all because we have things that maybe we wouldn't, maybe other people don't talk openly about or whatever it may be. But I will stop rambling. And Sam had mentioned um, maybe for our first episode, just giving a little tip about how we love ourselves. Do you want to take it and run with it, Sam? 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I just thought like this is really more of just kind of an introduction to us and like how we met and what our plans are kind of for this. Um, I mean, really, I feel like this is like a therapy session for me, <laughs> just like sitting and ch um, chatting with you guys. Um, but so I wanted to just like maybe each of us share like maybe our number one tip of like how we even like started to like try to find love in ourselves and like how I mean, it's honestly, it's hard as fuck, like to learn to love yourself after you've been taught literally your entire life that you're not good enough or that like, your body's not good enough or, you know, whatever. And so, so I thought we could just share just like our number one thing that helped us kind of like start that journey of like self-love. Um, for me, that was learning who I even am. Like knowing yourself is so important. Like if you don't know yourself, how are you even going to love yourself anyway? Like who? <laughs> yeah there's nothing to do you don't know um so really just taking time to get to know yourself is super important um find out things that you actually enjoy things that you don't enjoy what are you like putting up with in your life because you feel like you have to like just get to know yourself a little better spend time getting to know yourself and it will make a huge difference for sure I like it Marnie I would say for me is just being unapologetically myself and when I say unapologetically I mean just um, allowing yourself to be immersed in your own body your own thoughts your own mind your own worries your own anxiety I think especially during COVID there have been so many times where I'll be on, you know, either TikTok or Instagram, and I see other women, men, um, and I'm just like, oh, I wish, you know, I wish I had this life, or I wish I looked like them. But by comparing myself to other people, I was not seeing this true beauty in myself and not owning who I am as a person. So I just say, be unapologetic. Allow yourself to grow, allow yourself to take a step back when you are feeling overwhelmed, overwhelmed by society, by social media, um, because you are you and that's what's powerful and that's what's beautiful. I love that, Marnie. Even like acting confident. Once you act, you'll get there. <laughs> so I love that. Okay, but mine is be patient with yourself because not every day is going to be a day where you, like, for me in the beginning of my, like, self-love and all that journey, it was, like, I wanted immediate results. I'm a very, like, instant gratification type of person, and for me, I wanted, like, to immediately feel happy in my skin and immediately feel good about myself, and that's just not how it works. It's not as beautiful as people want to make it sound. It's gritty and hard to love yourself when you are like Sam said when you grow up thinking that you're horrible <laughs> so um just being patient with yourself and taking each day like minute by minute sometimes and just showing yourself the grace that other people would show you and reminding yourself like sometimes you might need to remind yourself like oh you're beautiful and sweet and precious and sometimes you might need to tell yourself that you're a bad bitch and just being patient mm -hmm. in all of the ups and downs. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Yes, yes. I've yes. also noticed, so when Morgan spoke, when Sam spoke and I spoke, there was a common trend of the 
people shared of being like, oh, like of hating yourself or sh or thinking that you are not enough or what is shown either on the internet, in family, that you are not enough. So I kind of want to like dive into that. Like where did that for you come from? Was that direct language or was that just, you know, individual thoughts, what you see in magazines and, and or all of the above? Because I, I just hear a lot of this and I like want to talk about it and be vulnerable. Gosh, that's hard. Um, I feel like, honestly, so I when I grew up, my childhood was not, um, oh, what's the, like, I'm trying to think of, like, how a nice way to say this. Um, I have a lot of childhood trauma, basically. And um, growing up, I didn't feel, there was a lot of times where I didn't feel safe. And so when you're in that, like, mindset you're mostly like thinking how do I like slide by how do I like not drag attention to myself and like in the process it's like I learned to like try to shrink myself as much as I could even like even, like you know what just everything I don't know it was just really hard and then I've always been like overweight my entire life and so like seeing like me being different than like maybe you know, kids that were my age or family members or whatever, just like not feeling good enough because I'm like comparing myself to them. Right. And so I think it like stemmed just from that and just kind of like continued throughout. If that makes sense, even. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Thank you so much for sharing. I would say for me, I've always struggled with my weight, which like, is just shitty in general, you know? I think a lot of, one big thing that sticks out to me is shopping with friends and how today it's still so triggering. Um, like obviously back in the day, my friends would wear Hollister and Abercrombie, but they'd never had size, sizes that would fit me. So like what then within that self, I felt like I was not good enough. I wasn't able to wear what all my friends were wearing. And I think too, like the comparison of a lot of my cousins and my friends were not overweight and being a black woman who also is overweight. So there's, there's two things. So people are either staring at you because I'm black or people are staring at me because I'm overweight. And that is just like, I find that found that to be super triggering and I still really struggle with that. And I think too, like, that double, that intersectionality of not being enough either. What I would see on the internet, the stereotypes and racism toward black people, and then the stereotypes that were made against heavier people. Um, and then combine those together. And I just feel like I'm a walking person of who am I? You know, why are police killing black people? And why are plus size women being shared? on covers of magazines that they need to lose weight or that they're at high risk of diabetes, X, Y, and Z, all those stereotypes. Um, and that's kind of what, what I was thinking about. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, even like you talking about like going clothes shopping and stuff, like that, I mean, we've all been there. Like that is just uh, the worst feeling ever, like the worst. And let me just say, all these, like, clothing brands that, like, are nowadays are, like, we're, like, oh, we're going to do, like, inclusivity and, like, 
have like all these exercises and stuff like this. I'm like, well, first of all, I remembered when you didn't. So I'm not shopping with you now. Sorry. <laughs> Period. Period. Okay, Old Navy, we don't want it. Goodbye. <laughs> yes, Old Navy. Oh my God. But I think also we were in a time where, so like growing up, you know, for us, it was like in the early 2000s is when I'm like starting to like, my body's starting to take shape and like low rise jeans are really in and like super like every, like the fad was being so stick thin. And now I like that that is changing. However, when plus size inclusivity, I guess, culture first started coming out, it was these models who were like curvy in all the right ways. Does that make sense? Like Like it was girls. It, yes, it was girls who had big ass, big boobs, but didn't have a single roll on their tummy, didn't have a single stretch mark. Like, they were beautiful, and their faces were, like, gorgeous, like, Amazonian perfect women, right? And so then I felt like I didn't fit in that box either because we've either got stick-thin girls or we've got juicy booty and boobs, and mm-hmm. I have a stomach. I, I've always had that. I've always had a big Big hips, big ass, a tummy, and no tits. Like, and so my body type, like, I've never been able to wear a regular bra because I don't have boobs, but I have a big rib cage and I have a smaller waist, but I, it's also concealed by the rolls on my stomach. So it's like, <laughs> and which I have no problem with now. But in the time when it's like, oh, well, we have these plus size clothes. Look at this plus size model. She's beautiful. But then I'm like, but she doesn't, but she isn't like she may be be plus size, but she, I don't fit in that box either. So that was really hard for me growing up. Um, I'm sure you guys can relate to just be like, okay, well, I'm still not in that box. So where exactly do I fit here? And then also in high school, having to you know, do the BMI for the first time and saying that you're like obese or overweight and you're already struggling with say maybe like an eating disorder, or maybe you're already struggling with, um, what box you fit in once again. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Like what? So it's just social media and, you know, ads and all that can just, I don't love it. (laughs) Do not zero stars on Yelp. I know it's it's so hard too because I always I think so much about if I was growing up now how better it how stronger I would be as a person how I would you know how I would be able to love my body a little more not necessarily saying I wouldn't have you know my eating disorder and or body image issues. I'm not saying that would be completely thrown out, but I think it would be easier to cope with certain things. Like I felt like when I, in grade school, that was one of the most challenging times of my life. Cause I, I was talking to my friend about religion yesterday, which is a big topic. We don't need to go into now, but how I would, I, when I would go to church or I do Sunday school, I would literally be praying to be skinnier. And that's so sad to me as a, I was a child. I was nine years old praying to look a certain way, praying that when I go to the doctor, my blood sugar level will be lower. So I don't get type two diabetes. Like this is real shit. And things like 
I don't want, I wish no one had to feel that way to like be praying to God for you to look different. And I, you know, I just think about if I was growing up now where there's so many body positivity movements, people like Ashley Graham, Remy Bader, you know, beautiful women and not just women. I, so many folks that are just pushing boundaries. I feel like it would be so much easier to gain strength. Yeah. I mean, if in the end all this happens and like the kids growing up have an easier time than we did, like, I think that's a win. Like, and it's, I mean, and they're still going to struggle. Like, so I have, I used to work in substance abuse prevention. Part of what I would do is I would go into schools in the community and teach like a life skills class and like to try to help them like have like better decision-making skills and like how to like be assertive versus like, you know, being too passive and like being aggressive and things like that. Just like random life skills and stuff. And this girl was like 11 years old. So I was teaching like fifth and sixth grade. This girl was 11 years old. And she, we were talking about like how we could like work on like short-term and long-term goals and like how that makes us feel we succeed in, in our goals and stuff like that. And she was like, well, I really need to lose 35 pounds. And I was like, you're 11. You, that should that should not even be anywhere near your that's like so I'm just oh my god it made me so sad uh and like I just hope that like eventually we're going to get to a point with like all of this like you know teaching people to actually love themselves and like having better coping skills and stuff like oh I just have such hope for like future generations that they won't even have that freaking thought in their head at 11 years old like they're just heartbreaking yeah I could not agree more that should not even be on the radar I remember as a kid this is heartbreaking being you know yeah eight nine ten and uh (laughs) pretending that I had imaginary scissors and if there was magic I could cut all the fat off of my body I used to like pretend when I would like lay in my bed I would look at my stomach and grab you know pinch my stomach and pretend I was cutting the fat away and like wish it would go away. I remember also Marnie praying in church, (laughs) like for me to be skinnier that I would just wake up one day and be thin. It is just like, oh my gosh, it was just exhausting. And then you condition yourself to hate yourself because all the time you're comparing yourself and all my friends were, you know, stick thin. Um, They, didn't go through puberty until much later. They didn't have any curves of any type. And my Italian genes run strong. And <laughs> it was just like, you just condition yourself without even trying to, to hate your body. And then one day you wake up and you're like, I hate hating myself. And then that's when the hard work starts and you have to actually like dig deep and do the shit. And that's not pretty. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, digging deep, for me, it's it's not even just, you know, body image issues. It's identity issues. It's uncovering different identities of being a transracial adoptee. It's so many things. And it, it's not just one thing. And I'm sure all of you can relate to that. And I think everyone who is listening to our podcast can relate to that. It's not, it's not a singular thing. It's so many different events. It's different moments. It's different emotions and feelings that can all conclude to this beast that takes over our being. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, like just, just listening to you guys like talk about this, just like, I, I kind of, I don't know, it like one, it gives me hope just that like, I mean, like this is all like super shitty feeling, but the thing is like, we've literally all felt it. We've all been there. We all know what that shit feels like it. And I just feel like, I don't know. I wanted to say like the quote, misery loves company or whatever, but like together in our misery, we are like, you know what I mean? Like, just like, I don't know, able to process more, like knowing that we're not alone in this and that we can help each other out if we just like reach out for help and try. Absolutely. And just like while we're kind of talking about, like we've talked a lot about social media in this intro and I think we can just end it with here end it with this is that um you are ultimately responsible who is in your corner and who you have in your life that doesn't just mean in your like real life family friends that also means social media so if you are following people who make you feel less than or ugly or fat quote unquote or anything less than stunning superb and wonderful then delete it block and bless and move on and I've had to do that a lot with my real life relationships and I've done I've completely curated social media so that it's for me because at the end of the day you're not on social media for other people you're on there for you for whatever Mm -hmm. reason that may be so curate it to how you want it to see if you want to go on and see a bunch of skinny models in fucking Puerto Vallarta or what I totally just butchered (laughs) that and freaking wherever and that makes you feel sad then don't then don't fill your feed with that fill your feed with stuff that's going to bring you joy and also make you feel good about yourself so yeah absolutely that was good mic drop mic drop yeah okay well we're so excited to continue with this i feel like we killed it good job guys air high five this was awesome Perfect. Well, um, I don't know, like, how often we'll, like, be doing this or whatever. We still have to, like, work out all the details and all the good, fun stuff. But we'll be back soon. We will. Bye. 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 Sending so much love and positive energy. Yes. Mwah.